What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Up Tempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight we got Dalton Lane, our our co-host, and and Dalton Garrett back with us. And uh, it's it's really good to to have both of my guys here, and uh, and really uh, kicking things off with the YouTube channel. Last night, me and DG got on there and and chopped it up for about an hour and a half, man. Uh, it, talking all things college baseball. Uh, got on a little SEC basketball and uh, the Jorge Masvidal and Colby Covington fight and and some put in there some some big things that are going on with the podcast and and what we have coming up here and in the future and it's just uh it's it's been really blowing up and we appreciate all the listeners and followers subscribers people who have bought merch. Uh, subscribe to the to the one day old YouTube channel. Uh, it's been amazing. But tonight I got these two guys on. They wanted to get on here and talk a little bit about the SEC basketball tournament. Uh, give a sleeper of who could make a run in the NCAA tournament. Uh, maybe a mid major pick. I know me and DG kind of threw one out there last night that that looks really really impressive right now. Uh, and then, and then we want to talk a little bit about uh, Calvin Ridley. The the news that broke today: should he have been suspended a whole year? And I want to get both of these guys' thoughts on the harsh penalty, in my opinion. Uh, uh, and betting on football. I mean, he come out and said he only, you know, bet fifteen hundred dollars the whole year, and he never bet on the Falcons to lose a game. So. You know, I I want to get their opinions, and, and I think you can tell where I'm headed with it. So, to kick it off tonight, I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming SEC basketball tournament. And first, I'm going to kick it over to D-Lane, and we are going to talk first about some Auburn basketball and what he thinks is going to happen in this SEC tournament and what kind of run Auburn could make uh, going into the NCAA tournament. So D Lane, man, uh, you know I'm coming right at you, and and I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about this Auburn basketball team and how they've played over the past couple of weeks. I know it's been a minute since you've been on, and uh, and how are they looking going into this SEC tournament? I know they won the regular season title, and they're the one seed. And if you look at the bracket, man, they have a chance to defend all three uh, conference losses with. Um, or, or, yeah, yeah, it could be all three conference losses if Tennessee beats Kentucky because uh, if Florida beats A&M, they'll play, and then if Arkansas wins, they'll play, you know. I mean, so it's a, it's a big opportunity to get some revenge right here if everything works out. So what are you feeling about this Auburn basketball team? Which I think we've all seen, you know, the last seven games, I think Auburn was four and three. And uh, within that seven-game stretch, I mean, the guard the guard play just wasn't there like it was the first, you know, 20, 20-something games in the season. Mm-hmm. So, if, I, I think that definitely definitely has improved, which against South Carolina at home, it did look like it got a little better with Wendell and KD. And, um, but, <clears throat> you know, when it comes to the, the tournament, um, I mean, I would, I would love to have that rematch with Arkansas. I really would. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there's no reason, you know, that – Auburn can't win the SEC tournament. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be an exciting week in Tampa. 
and uh, it's going to be a real, it's going to be a real couple of doozy games. Especially, I'm ready for that A and M and Florida game. I think that's going to be a real diaper dandy. But um, yeah, I think once Auburn just gets gets the guard play back to where it needs to be, I mean, I think the, you know, I think they're going to make a, a an unbelievable run. But we'll just have to see how everything plays out. Yeah, and one thing I want to ask you is, who is the one player on Auburn's roster that has to get it going for them to make a deep run in March? I mean, we need – really, truly, we need KD and Wendell to both. But my one player, I think, is for sure Wendell Green coming off the bench mm-hmm. um, with – you know, with Zep starting and KD starting, we definitely need KD, you know, to be a huge part, you know, help Walker Kessler and, and Jabari in the starting in the starting rotation. But definitely coming off the bench, we need Wendell. We do not need, you know, two, two for 15 coming off the bench. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that just can't – that can't happen. So, to, to make a decent run, I think Wendell's got to gotta pick it up. And even, even Devin Cambridge, I mean, he's got to pick it up too. But – yeah. So one thing is that I think is huge for this Auburn team is I think Alan Flanagan serves a huge role for going deep into March. I think if Alan Flanagan can start getting you eight to 10 points a night, you know, I mean, and with his defense, and if he would just stop taking the stupid shots, in my opinion, the the step-back threes and all that, like we don't really need that. If he can just get a couple easy buckets to really help this Auburn team, you know, I think I think that could be set up. But, of course, I'm with you on Wendell and the guard play and cutting cutting down the turnovers. And uh, hopefully his uh, his shooting woes don't continue. I know last Saturday he had a, he had a couple big shots. And uh, it looked like he was starting to get out of that slump. So, you know, I think Auburn's set up, man. I, I think that, that they could make a really deep run in March. And I know a lot of people have started doubting them. And, DG, I want to know – I know we talked a little bit about Florida last night, but, you know, if they win this game against Texas A&M and – they get to Auburn, man, and, and you know, like we were saying last night, if they beat Auburn, could they get into the tournament and be like a Cinderella story, or, or are they like a, a first weekend out to you? Um, man, I was talking about last night, dude. It's like, I think, I think opinions in Gator Nation are so, um, so skewed and so wide open right now, like, some people who are just diehard Florida basketball fans are like, oh, well, let's make, let's make a run in the tournament and then in the SEC tournament and then we can go to the big tournament and make a run. And it's like, man, like, I, sure, it'd be fantastic. I guess as a fan, it'd be fun to watch. But, um, I don't know, man. I, I just don't see, even if we beat A&M, um, I, to me, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. Right? Especially, especially a team as good as Auburn. Um. <clears throat> so I mean, honestly, dude, I'd be completely shocked if they beat if they if they beat A&M and the way we beat Auburn. But I, I'd be real curious to see, like, maybe you know, what if we get where they go in and they beat A&M by fifteen plus points, and then you know, 
play Auburn really tight again. Uh-huh. And then one of the other teams is on the bubble in front of them, maybe, you know, loses out early in their conference tournament if Florida was still able to sneak in. Um, I'd be real curious to see how, like, what's, like, what number seed they'd be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you, I don't know if there's ever been an SEC team that's been like the 13th or 14th seed in the tournament. I mean, I feel yeah. like that's kind of low. Like, they usually say for the, the, um, the, the automatic, you know, not the automatic. The mid majors. Uh, yeah, the mid majors who get bids without yeah. winning their tournaments, or even the ones who do get the bids will win their tournaments. So, like, um, I find the lowest they might put forward in the tournament would be a 12 seed, man. So, I mean, if you're a 12 seed, where do you play the five? Yep. Man, you look at the tournament, we'll see. The, the fifth, a fifth seed is going to be someone, who, someone who's ranked within the top top 25, top 28 mm-hmm. teams in the country. And for the Florida, I don't think that's a chance. If Florida, if Florida got into the tournament even won one game, I think people would be shocked. So, uh, like we talked last night, man, it's just they're just so inconsistent. Like, you don't know which team's going to show up from week to week. Um, and I don't really know. Like, I know we talked about how good Colin Castleton is, but I don't know if he plays a, a position to where it's like you can really just give him the ball, take over. Like, if, yeah. if, if you're, you know, your center's not going to take over a game and score 35, 40 points in what you win. Like, yeah. You still got you still got to be hitting some outside shots, because um, obviously having a big man be your main guy, he's probably going to be in. I'm not saying foul trouble, but he's going to foul more than a guard normally would. So it's like, um, and you're also asking him to do so, so much on the defensive end. It's like if he if he gives you 20 points a game, if he gives you 20 points in the game, like you're thrilled with that just because of how how good of a defensive guy he can be, he can be too. But um. Yeah, man, I really don't know. I think it'd be cool, like I said, just as a fan, to see him make a nice old run. But, and if I'm being real honest with you, dude, I, it would shock me if they lost Thursday and we're a number one seed in the damn NIC. Mm. Well, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this bracket, man, and, and, of course, I like Kentucky. I think Tennessee is hot as a firecracker, man. Um, of course, Arkansas, they have been playing out of their minds. And, of course, Auburn's the one seed. Alabama's always there. You never know. They're wishy-washy. Um, they're just the most, like I said last night, they're the most inconsistent team in the NCAA, man. They're just freaking wild. Um, but I want to ask both of you, who who wins the SEC tournament in Tampa, Florida this week? Okay. Um, I'll Okay, DG. Um, I'm saying Arkansas, man. I think Arkansas. Um, I think Arkansas beats Auburn round two, or round three, whatever round that beat. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Arkansas eventually ends up playing uh, playing Kentucky in the championship game. Uh, I don't know if they. Yeah, I'm sure they played this year. I don't like I said. You know, I don't keep up with this. Yeah, year. Arkansas just beat them um, last week. Yeah. 
I don't know that they, they're not going to, I don't, I thought like there's no way they drop. There's probably no way they make it to the one line. So like, sure. It'd be fantastic for Kentucky to get the championship game. If you get, if you get the championship game and maybe Ty Ty Washington still a little banged up and wherever the other guard's name is, they said it could have beat you guys. Mm-hmm. And those guys are banged up, man. I just don't know. I don't see the point in really, you know, throwing them out there if you actually need to. Um, like you said, I think Arkansas is 5-1 in their last six games. They've won big games. It's not like they're just beating up on the low-level team in the SEC. They beat the big-time guys. Um, you know, they, they have one of the best players in the league, probably JT, J.D. Note, yep. uh, who's averaging 19 points a game. Um, they got a good they got a good center down low, or big man. I don't know if he's a center or not, but with Jalen Williams. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Honestly, we do with me not following basketball as close as I normally would. Uh, I've seen Arkansas play a few times. I watched them when they played you guys. I watched them when they beat us a few weeks back. Um, they just seem like a complete team that doesn't really um, get down. Like, I know, like, like I said, we, like we talked about last night, Florida got up on them by nine with four and a half minutes left. They ended up beating us by eight. So, I mean, that just shows mm-hmm. they can, you know, they can score. They can score fast. They can score in bunches. They don't, they don't really panic when they're down by big bounds. So, uh, and that's kind of what you need this time of year. You need maturity. Um, I think, honestly, man, I, I, I hate to say this, but I think Auburn and Kentucky are both kind of in a position where it's like, I think if Auburn gets to the, like we said last night, they get to the championship game, they're probably a one seed. If they don't, they're still just going to say a two seed. So it's like, I don't know that being a one or two seed in the tournament really makes that much bigger of a difference. So it's mm-hmm. like, um, do those two teams, if anybody is slightly banged up, you know, do you rest your big guys for this the tournament? Um, but I, I do think Arkansas can. I think Arkansas can definitely um, improve their seeding. I think they can probably. I, mean, I think I've seen them in the range from a seven to a four seed. I mean, being a four seed is a lot better than being a seven seed. So, yeah. Um, I like Arkansas. I like Arkansas as my pick to win. Um, but hell, man, you never know. Yeah, and and I, I like you know I like the Arkansas pick, man. They were projected to win it um, before the season. I'm going to go with Kentucky. I love Auburn, but like D-Lane said, I think it's a revenge tour. Um, they're out to prove something. I said a couple weeks ago that Kentucky, in my opinion, is the most complete team in the country when fully healthy uh, with the three ball with with Grady and, and you got uh, Toppin coming off the bench. You got Mintz as a, as a nice little um, backup role coming off the bench. Uh, and, then, and then you got Wheeler and – uh, Ty Ty Washington and and Shebway. Shebway is probably the national player of the year. And they just have so many pieces, man. They just come at you so many different ways. They can shoot the light side of it. And, and I mean, Shebway, like I said, he's just down low, man. I mean, he, he is a monster and uh, really tough to deal with. And, I mean, Auburn's got Walker Kessler, but – you know, Auburn's been getting out-rebounded by like 20-plus here lately, and it just – it scares me with Sheway down there and them not being in the jungle. Um, I just – you know, I mean, if Auburn makes it to them, I mean, uh, I just – I like Kentucky, man. I think they're the most complete team. And I think Cal's got – I think Cal's got a great chance to win it all this year. But, you know, that's our picks on the SEC, and I'm sitting here thinking – um, the way Chattanooga just made the NCAA tournament. I don't know if y'all watched the ending to the SoCon. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. that was absolutely insane. I mean, March Madness is freaking here. 
And how they just won that game was mind-blowing. I mean, it gave me chills because all I could hear is one shining moment, you know. And 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 um, I absolutely love the tournament. So, you know, I want to ask both of you, you know. And, DG, I know you don't really follow it that close like me and D-Lane do, but give me one team, give me one Power 5 team, I guess you would say, um, that can make a run, and then give me one mid-major team that you think can make a run. D-Lane, kick it off. Uh, one Power 5? Yeah. I'm going to go – yeah, my, my Power 5. I mean, even though they're probably going to be a 4 or 5 seed, depends on how this SEC tournament goes, but I'm going to go Arkansas. Uh, I mean, you know, that's my, that, that's my Power 5 team that can make it, you know, probably a Final Four run. Mm-hmm. And I think Arkansas can make the – I think they can make a very good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a very good team. It really, truly, all four teams in the SEC, you yeah. know, Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Auburn can yeah. all make a good run. But I'm going with Arkansas as my, my power five to make the deep runs. And then my, my mid-major is, I mean, they've been rocking with Auburn all year, and I'm going to go with Murray State. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think with Tevin Brown, uh, the dude's elite. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy, crazy that he uh, – that he's only that he's at Murray State. I mean, the dude's dude's unbelievable. Dude no can shoot the lights out of it. He can play defense. Dude can do it all. So I'm going with Murray State for my uh, for my Cinderella to make a, a very very deep run and break a lot of hearts in this uh, in March. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. DG, what are you thinking? Um, for my. Power five, whatever hit y'all called it for basketball. Um, shoot, y'all took my pick. Um, <laughs> you, you can pick them. That's a great dude. It, I mean, uh, with, with me, like I said, not following college basketball as much. Um, we'll see. Probably somebody who's been decent all year and not, it's not going to be a one two. Uh, we're trying to get away from the SEC, too. Because, I mean, I think there's three, four teams in the SEC that are going to be lower seeds that can make a run. Mm-hmm. Um, give me UConn. I don't know. I mean, yeah, hey, I feel like, that's a hell of a pick, man. That is a hell of a pick. I, like, I, I remember, I know, like, were, I know they beat you guys early in the season, which obviously was way early in Atlanta. It's mm-hmm. double overtime or whatever. Um, but I think, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're pretty close to the top uh, – Top 25, I think they might be ranked. They're 20th. So, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're not – they're obviously a good basketball team. Um, I mean, I think uh, – like I said, man, we, I mean, they're 22 and 8. They're 13 and 6 in their conference. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they they're, they play in a good conference. It's not like they're playing in some scrub conference. I mean, they uh, they beat Villanova. They beat Georgetown. Um, they, they won some big games. Um they beat uh, Marquette. I mean, they beat. They they done well in their conference. They haven't they haven't lost again. They haven't lost the game. They shouldn't have lost. They won the games. They should have won. They beat Butler twice. They beat Providence. Um, so I mean, yeah, give me UConn as my um, whatever y'all said the word was. They're not power five for all. Like, yeah, I mean, hey, that's just uh, it's the first thing that comes to my they're mind. Big, you know? They're not a mid-major. Yeah. Man, so um, mid-major man. Uh, I mean, really, dude, the only one I've heard of all season or even seen much about would be Murray State. But yeah. Come back to me. Give, give your picks and let me think about the mid-major one real quick. All right. Um, look, my pick, 
Outside of the SEC, I'm going with Villanova. I think with uh, the Gillespie kid uh, at guard, I like what he does. Um, they, you know, we all know they've got the coach to do it. Uh, they've done it before, and I just think that what are they? What are they like? They're like twenty three and seven or something like that, or I don't know. I mean, they're um, yeah, they're twenty three and seven. They're ranked number eight. They're probably going to be like a three seed, and I mean, I just think that they have the pieces, man. They they and and you know that they've been playing tough games all year. They beat Providence, you know, earlier a couple days ago last week. Um, you know, they they blew Butler smooth out Saturday. Um, and I just think they're in position to make a big run, depending on what side of the bracket, what bracket they get into and everything. Uh, and my mid-major would either be Iona or Murray State. I really uh, like those two, especially Iona, um, Patino up there. And I watched them play Alabama. Huh? Teacher Gator. Yeah, yeah, that I I had to make that prediction last night because I just don't see him staying in, at Iona. But um, I watched him play Alabama earlier in the year, and and I just really like what I saw and their size, man. You know, I mean, they they they're not going to get bullied around when when they play a you know a legit uh, like a Gonzaga or or whatever. I mean, <laughs> excuse me, they got dudes down in the paint, so I mean, and they shoot it pretty pretty damn well, so. Um, I like Iona, and, and, of course, I like Murray State. I mean, they can absolutely shoot the basketball, and uh, they got some nice pieces down low, and and uh, that, that Tevin Brown from Fairhope, Alabama, I mean, an absolute stud. So those are my two picks, and I really like the Villanova, man. I, I really think y'all need to get on that train. Um, I just think they're set up for such a good run. I really do. Um, I know Jake Crane over at Crane and Company, we were kind of talking about it the other day, and I said, man, I feel like Villanova is just that team that nobody's talking about. You know, the year they won it, they kind of like flew under the radar for a long time that you're like nobody really talked about them, you know? And, I mean, they didn't, man. Like nobody really – that whole season, nobody really said anything about Villanova. Um, and then all of a sudden, bang, you know, there they are. And, uh, I just think they're set up for a nice little run. I think that the, uh, Gillespie kid, I mean, he's an absolute stud. I think he averages like 16 a game. Um, but yeah, DG, you, you got that mid-major pick? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give you two. Okay. I'm going to give you more of a, yeah, since I, I, I haven't followed it as much, I, I just did a little research real quick. Um, I was they say uh, apparently San Francisco is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Jake Lenardi is going to protect as a nine seed in the uh, Fort Worth or the South region, which mm-hmm. means they had to play Baylor round two if they get through it. But uh, I feel like Baylor might get out of all the top four seeds. I feel like Baylor is maybe the most beatable one mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um, well, that's also that's that's also assuming Kansas doesn't stay on the one line. If Kansas stays on the one line, I think Kansas is the most beatable. Yeah, um, but. Give me, give me San Francisco as one just because I don't – that's just a random team. But then I, I just realized who else is going to be in this tournament once again as an automatic qualifier, and that is 
sister Jean and the loyal Chicago team. Hey. She's 102, dude. She's going to be ready to rock and roll. As of right now, it's heavy. If, if you guys are a two seed, they end up where they're supposed to be in Joe Tari's bracket. That means y'all going to meet up with them in the Sweet 16. So, um, I think Sister Jean's gonna pray her way past all the Tigers that have to happen. Wow, you know we've already played them. You know we've already played them one time this year, and we sent Sister Jean packing back to the house. All right. Hey, hey! One thing I will give that Sister Jean. One thing I will give that Sister Jean is she went and got vaccinated to be with them boys last year inside that place, and she is still marching her way into that bracket into them stadiums, and that wheelchair, and it is electric when they put her on TV. I love that, Sister Jean. Yes, give me them. This is a fun pick. I hope they win it. I hope they win it. I hope they win it. No, I'm not. I'm not because I want to see Sister Jean go out on top, all right? I want to see Jamari Smith break her heart into a million Hey, you're my boy, Blue. All right. I, want, I want Jamari to hit one, you know, just hit one on her face. Or, yeah, I mean, of course, of course I want Auburn to win it. Um, But, you know, talking about that Kansas situation and everything on that one line, man, that is crazy to me because, you know, Corey Waters, uh, he, he listens to the show and he asked me to talk a little bit about it and how – they're a, a, a one seed and on that one line. And the way I look at it is like, look, let's throw quad one wins and all that uh, garbage out the window because when I look at their uh, resume, all that can come to my mind is an absolute scrubbing in their home backyard, their home court uh, at the fog, Bill Self didn't even act like he was into the game because, I mean, Calipari was over there grittying uh, early in the second half, and they were they were playing down walk-ons with about nine minutes left, all right? Because they, they were – it was like 24 points at half, and Kentucky ended up winning by like 18. And, I mean, it, look, it wasn't 18 points close. Let's, let's – I mean – you you call a spade a spade. It wasn't eighteen points close. It was a freaking blowout. And just like me looking at them, and every time I watch them play, I'm just like, man, Kansas ain't a one seed. Like I don't know what they're looking at, besides that it's just the Big Twelve bias, and they think the Big Twelve is the best uh, basketball conference in the country. And I, I look at Baylor, and people are like, oh, Baylor's a one seed, bro. Baylor got waxed by Alabama. All right, in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. They got waxed. Um, and I, I don't care if one of their best players was out. Um, they got beat to sleep in Coleman Coliseum. And when I look at Auburn, you got Auburn on a two-line, and Auburn beat Alabama twice, and then Alabama went to Seattle and beat Gonzaga, and you got them as a lock, as the number one overall seed. And I, like, I, I just don't know – how you come up with this and Gonzaga plays, uh, like I said last night on, on the, on the, on the episode is Gonzaga plays Sims middle school every, every Tuesday and Friday, Saturday night. I mean, they play in gyms. Like my high school gym was bigger than their gym. 
You know, I mean, I, I I just don't I don't get these I don't get the seedings like yeah okay they went twenty eight and three or whatever but I mean twenty two of those wins was against Tarleton State and and Pepperdine I mean it's just absolutely incredible I mean I I want to be on a on a on a bracketology committee or a board or whatever because I want to hear some of these uh want to hear some of these speeches that that uh that these big dogs give to um, really get me on board with the way that they're leaning with this whole Gonzaga's a lock as a one seed, as an overall one seed, and Kansas somehow on a one line. I mean, I don't know, man. I think Baylor's getting the love just because they won a bubble title last year uh, out there looking like LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. But, yeah. They, they would have won it no matter what. I don't know. I they mean, were the, they were the they were the best team in the country. They were close. They were, but I mean, bubble titles. Last, I don't like bubble titles. Last year, last year it wasn't close. Baylor was the they were the best team in the country from start to finish. And I don't think it would have mattered if you would have had Gonzaga's fan base. It wouldn't. Jimmy looked like he had no idea what was going on. That is true. I mean, I mean, I agree with that. I agree with that with a hundred percent. I mean. You know, but I just I think they're running off of that this year though with their one seed stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just I don't agree with it, man. I, I I just look at it and I I don't know. I don't know. So D Lane, what I'm trying to get here, what I'm trying to get at here is, out of those teams, man, who is the one team that you would not put on the one line right now? Um. Yeah. I mean, out of out of Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, Kansas, um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm I'm agreeing with you, and it, it's it's got to be Kansas. Got to I mean, be. Yeah, I mean, I just don't see. I mean, during the SEC Big Twelve Challenge, you know, the, the I mean, I was that was probably the game I was most excited to watch was the Kansas Kentucky game, mm-hmm. and I think I quit watching by probably the probably by the four minute mark of the first half. <laughs> I mean, I completely turned it off and went and got on Xbox. I mean, it was just way more fun being on Xbox than it was, <laughs> you know, snooze fast. But, yeah, I mean, I just, I, I don't see, I think, I think Gonzaga's good. Um, but, you know, once again, we had a bigger student section than, we had a bigger student section, me and DG, at Baker High School. Then when they got upset the other night at Saint, uh, Saint Mary's, yeah, Santa Clara, yeah, Saint Mary's, Saint Mary's yeah, yeah, and that's a that's a college. I mean, we had we had a bigger student section in high school <laughs> than these, you know these teams that Gonzaga are getting beat by. So I mean, it's but I, I still think Gonzaga's good. Um, not really sold on Chet, um, but uh, I think Arizona legit. I think they're legit national mm-hmm. title contenders. Um, yeah. I think. Even though Baylor did lose their leading score, um, gotta rock with the mullet. I think Baylor could win it all. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think I think I think Kansas are frauds. Um, yeah, no doubt. I think Kansas could be. You remember a couple of years ago, Virginia got knocked off by a 16 seed. Wow! Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if Kansas is one of those. You know, the second team it, uh, it ever happening to. Wow. I just, yeah, I, 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 I don't. I, 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 it's cold, but guess what? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen again. 
I'm not either. I'm, I'm not. That's that's a bold pick, Cotton. Uh, we're gonna see how that one works out for you. Um, but I mean, um, I'm not sold on them. But man, uh, a 16 seed that is uh, like I mean, that's a bold pick. I mean, we're we're writing it down. We're jotting it down. We're gonna clip that. I'm gonna try to go in here and clip that and. I, I might throw that up on Twitter and, and that little piece of the audio and say, hey, coming right at you, all right? D-Lane with a hot take, all right? D-Lane with a hot take saying 16 over one, all right? 2022, no bubble. We beat COVID, all right? Um, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, that was the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. That Pat McAfee is something else. Um, no bubble this year, all right? People in the stands, all right? Uh, ripping and roaring. The, the the bleachers all the way to the court. That's what I want to see. That is what I have been freaking ready to see. Uh, just everybody going absolutely insane, man. And uh, 16 over a one. Wow. Um uh, I knew we were doing this episode for a reason. Yeah, I, I knew we were doing it for a reason. Um, but hey, Pasco must have a real weird feeling. I mean, a couple months ago, about what four or five months ago, I mean, we almost saw TJ Finley. He almost knocked off Alabama. I mean, he's terrible. But so these past couple months have been weird. They've been weird. I'm ready to get more weird in the future. So kind of hoping. I'd love to see a 16 beat Kansas. Oh uh, man, we'll, we'll see. Well, what a uh, what a, what a what a night this has been. Uh, talking a little college basketball, uh, absolutely enjoyed that. Um, and I want to move on to the breaking news about Calvin Ridley today. Uh, betting on football, betting on his uh, his team uh, during his leave of absence, I guess you would call it, when he just kind of up and said, "Hey, I don't want to play football anymore," uh, whatever that was, and then you know he gets on Twitter and says football's life and um he's just really been going through it and uh and I think Pablo um the Auburn uh the Auburn Twitter that I follow old, old Pablo Escobar he uh he said that Calvin's really been you know tweeting through it and uh <laughs> and I think Cole Kublik over there he said hey buddy uh, it's time time to put the Twitter down all right uh because he was popping off left and right today after the accusations come out. Um, but what I really want to ask both of you, and I'll start with DG, man, was this too harsh of a punishment, or was it was it too harsh, or was it, I mean, not enough, or um, did he really deserve a whole year? And, and, well, I mean, he might get more than a whole year because they said indefinitely. I mean, what do you think, man? I honestly don't see the see the you know the bad play what's so bad about it. Like it wasn't like he was it'd be different if he was betting on games and he'd play in and he's out there screwing around like dropping passes on purpose, but like Yeah. I mean, I mean my man's on watching it on T V. Like what's he supposed to do with all that money if he ain't playing ball? Like let him spend it a little bit. Let him, let him get a little while with his money. Um I mean, if you go suspend him, I mean two games, I feel like it's plenty, but um a whole year is kind of crazy for something something that small. Like I don't see how how that's that big of a deal. Um, I do know one thing, man. Freaking Falcons—they suck. They suck last year. They're gonna be even worse now. Like, yeah. We gotta, 
That's the only thing, man. That's the only thing trending, trending for Florida fans. Like, save Kyle Pitts, man. We got to get him out of Atlanta quick. Mm. Um, but, yeah, dude. I, I don't know. I think it's time to – here, I, I saw another thing on Twitter, man. It was somebody was saying, like, man, this is show how whack things are nowadays and when it comes to, like, punishment. Like, Ray Rice, you know, knocked his wife out and got two games, and then Kyle Pitts goes and bets $1,500 and four games get out for season. So. Yeah. Man, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm I'm still kind of baffled. I'm still trying to work up my answer, man. That's why I, I'm a little shook right now because I, I honestly just I don't get it. But D Lane, man, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you know DJ. I mean, I, a whole year like that's that's wild to me. I mean, like you know, like like DJ said, I mean, it's it's different. You know, if he's out there laying a hundred thousand on you know, his under 80 receiving yards, and then he goes up there and, you know, drops six passes. Like, that's different. But mm-hmm. he's betting on the Falcons to win, which clearly he's not a smart better. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a – yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with, you know, players betting unless – if you're betting your team to win, that's one thing. But, yeah. You know, like if you go out there and, you know, bet your under – and you know you're dropping passes on purpose. That's different. But mm-hmm. what I want to what I want to know is, out of 32 NFL teams, I w- I would like to see how many how many owners do you think bet on their team to win? Oh, I'm you sure know, all like, of them. I, I, yeah, I bet 30. I bet 32 of them. I bet they all bet on their team to win. Yeah, he's so, not the only person in the league betting, bro. He just uh he yeah, just got caught. Sure. And that's that's what's that's what's crazy. I, I think it's stupid. You know, like like did you said, I mean, you can you can knock your old lady out and get two games, and you get caught betting on your team to win, and you're suspended the whole year. I mean, that's yeah. that's crazy to me. I think did, I think Roger, I think he's a phony. <laughs> uh, well, we got a worse one in Major League Baseball, uh, man clown over yeah. there. So. Um, but, you know, I mean, they just abandoned the shift and everything. But, hey, we're going to have an episode on that. Whenever this lockout ends, we are going to get on YouTube and we're going to have a full-blown MLB podcast. And uh, it is going to be absolutely uh, insane. We're going to talk about uh, del- just getting rid of the shift, making the bases bigger. I mean, what in the hell is that? I mean, it, it, is, it, is, it is becoming – huh? What do you mean, like more than 90 feet? No, no, no. They're just they're making the base pads bigger. Yeah, they're like making the pads bigger. Yeah, absolute trash. Like like Man Clown Man Clown is slowly ruining Major League Baseball. And last year was the highest that Major League Baseball has ever been, in my opinion. It, it's the highest since it's been since Griffey. Uh, McGuire, Sosa, and and things like that, man. We had we had the Field of Dreams and that game uh, with the White Sox and the Yankees. I mean, man, just baseball last year was incredible, you know. And and we got Man Clown uh, ruining it. But hey, we're gonna get on that to our listeners. That's that's another topic for another day. We're gonna get on the live stream on the YouTube channel, and we're gonna absolutely go at it. We're gonna have some food there. Um, and, and we're just going to cut up and talk about nothing but Major League Baseball. But I'm going to get back to this Calvin Ridley thing, all right, because I, I think I got one coming at you, all right? They're trying to make him out to be a Paul Crew, all right? If you know who I'm talking about, the longest yard, all right? They think Calvin Ridley's out here shaving, all right? They think he's point shaving, all right? 
But my man bet $1,500, okay? He bet $1,500 and caught a 17-game suspension for $1,500, all right? Kareem Hunt spit in a woman's face and then kicked her, all right? He stone-cold stunned her, okay? He looked at her and he said, do you smell what the rock is cooking, all right? And spit in her face, okay? And what'd he get, like a half a season? And then what he got he cut. He got, yeah, he got cut by the Chiefs and picked up by the Browns. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. He spit in a woman's face and then kicked her, all right? I, I, yeah, and and we're over here suspending Calvin Ridley for fifteen hundred dollars. Dude, Tom Brady, Tom Brady cheated through a whole playoff with a slate of footballs. Hey, easy, 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 easy. I'm gonna cut that part out of this episode. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and and Tom, hey man, whenever if you ever hear this, Tom, whenever you want to come on back, brother, we will greatly appreciate it. All right, because I already miss you. Um, but that's another that's another like I said, Tom, you are more than welcome to come on back, my buddy. Um <laughs> Yeah, um love that. Maybe we can get him a pig heart. I don't know. Um but Calvin man, um like getting on a real serious note here, when you look at an NFL game, man, what's the first commercial that you see? It's a DraftKings commercial or a FanDuel commercial, okay? So it's a multi-billion dollar um, um, advertisement, and you run it every single three minutes when there's a touchback or um, the end of a quarter. It's, hey, play DraftKings. You upload uh, $50, and and they match your $50, and you get in the pool and try to win as much money as possible. Uh, and and you can even live bet on on FanDuel now and all this stuff, yada yada yada. And then it's back to football, people. But you're gonna suspend a guy who wasn't betting on the Falcons to lose. He was doing a Pete Rose. And by the way, they won't let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. It's absolute bullshit. But um, I do, I think it's a clown show, man. I, it's just it, you're trying to make a, an example out of somebody, and you messed up over fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, the dude the dude said today that he was literally sending tickets in for like fifteen dollars. All right, he had like fifteen dollar parlays that had a couple teams in them. Like he was like, bro, I don't have no gambling problem. He was like, I had one parlay that was like twenty bucks. And then I had a $15 parlay. He was like, I spent $1,500 all – throughout 17 weeks, he spent $1,500. And and I just – I mean, this is an absolute clown show. I mean, professional sports has lost it, man. I mean, you got the NBA. They're over there um, softer than Charmin Ultra, uh, play absolute no defense. And I know we were talking off recording. I'm, I'm going to have to start watching hockey. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm DG. We're coming over. We're coming over. We're gonna get some pizza, some wings, and we're gonna kick back. We're gonna watch these hockey playoffs, all right? Because that Stanley Cup playoffs are different. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, we're we're just gonna have to do it because nothing else is exciting right now, all right? It, it, besides that college baseball now, that college baseball, all right? But 
I just don't agree with it. I think it's trash. And Calvin Ridley, uh, I hope they reduce it or or whatever, which I know they're probably not because uh, Goodell's a, a clown. He's he's garbage. He's trash. Um, but, yeah, man, that, I mean, that's my thoughts on it. And I just think he got really screwed, and even though he's from Alabama. And, uh, you, know, you know, my thoughts on, on Alabama and, and Nick Saban in that program. So, but, man – Guys, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I've had a blast. Before we get off, I, I we didn't cover it. I forgot to ask you. I need your national championship pick for March Madness. D Lane, go first. Uh, of course. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? You know what? Hold it. Hold it, D Lane. Let's save it. Let's save it. Let's give the people what they want, all right? Let's give them what they want. Let's save it, and let's do a whole – we'll do a bracketology episode for all our listeners. We'll give a bracketology episode. Yes, and we will put it on YouTube. We'll do a bracketology episode, and and we will save all that. Uh, Yeah, keep that one under wraps because I I can't wait to break this bracket down when they come out, and uh, we will get after it. Hey – to all my listeners, one thing, if you're a Bama fan, I want to break this news. Um, if you follow me on social media, I'm sure you've probably already seen it on Facebook, but I will be calling Alabama's game Thursday night. I will be live hosting it on our Rave On Sports app that we have uh, signed a deal with, and we are partnering up, and we're going to be calling and uh, live hosting in those chat rooms. Go download the app, Rave On Sports. Uh, you will completely forget about the ESPN app. Rave On Sports, uh, no notifications, man. You you pull your stuff up. you got all your favorite teams right there, and I will be in that live chat. Come join me. We'll talk about how many times J.D. Davison turns the ball over, and it is going to be one hell of a night, all right, uh, and, and how many threes that they uh, – they miss and and uh, all the bricks that they can build their mom a new home. So um, whoever they play, um, we'll you know we will hopefully get another host in there so we can kind of go back and forth and and have a great night talking. So come join the chat and we're gonna have a great time. Um, can't wait to chat it up with you, Bama fans and guys. I appreciate y'all both of y'all coming on, man. I love my two co-hosts. They've been pushing the show. Go to Spotify. Go to Apple Podcasts. Leave some reviews. Um, written reviews, whatever, man. And until the next one, we're all three out. We will catch y'all and peace.